Father, Lord, I just thank you for this word this morning, for this time uh, that we can spend here under your word. Lord, I just pray that, that these are your words that issue forth this morning. Lord, I declare that there's hearts in this room that even now have been prepared and are being prepared to hear your word. I don't know where all of these people have come from this morning, Lord, but I know one thing, and that is you ordain them to be in this seat this morning, that they are not here by chance, not here by accident, but they are here by your plan and your purpose, and that alone is cause for excitement and an atmosphere of expectation. So, Lord, we just declare your word would be fruitful, that it would not return void. It is your promise. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Amen. Excellent. Excellent. Well, the Lord has been speaking to me about the condition of the heart. And uh, I don't know, if for those of us that have been in the Lord uh, any length of time, quite often we'll hear from someone, oh, you better check your heart. And so it can be a little bit confronting, but I'm, I'm, I'm praying that this morning that it's going to be freeing. Amen. Because, because the gospel is the good news. The good news. And, and, and the real good news in the gospel is freedom. Amen. Now, quite often in secular music these days, you hear people singing about their issues. Actually, you hear it sometimes in Christian music as well. And so we, we hear often people like to sing about the issues that they're having in life. And I want to talk to you a little bit about this because the Bible tells us where the issues of life come from. I might be taking a bit of poetic license here with the scripture, but there is a source of the issues of life. Now, what the world likes to teach us is that if we're going to improve, if we're going to self-help, then we must tackle our issues one by one, rectify the issues and move forward ever growing. Does that resonate? Is that something we hear often? You know, if we've got an issue, we like to deal with that issue. We like to fix that part of our life. But I believe, in fact, I know because it's written in the Word, that that is not the way that the kingdom culture is. We're not here to try and fix all of our little issues one by one by one. Jesus didn't focus on issues. Jesus focused on the heart. Jesus focused on the source of all issues of life. And I believe that this morning that this word is going to free someone from the constant struggle of trying to solve their issues one by one by one. I'm telling you now that if we would just allow Jesus to change our heart, then from that, the issues of life will flow according to His will. Amen? I think of it like this. A river starts with a spring. Now, if you want to change the course of a river, you're going to have a hard time doing it at the river mouth where it meets the beachhead. That's going to be probably the most difficult place to try and change the course of a river. But that's what it's like when we're trying to change all of our issues one by one. We're going to the end of the river where we see the product, where we see the problem. We don't want the river coming out here. 
We don't want the river looking like this. So here, where we find the issue, that's where we're going to try and solve the problem. Who knows that that is futile? Futile. You know, pretty sure you could go in there with a 10-ton digger and you could dig a whole new channel and I tell you, the next storm that comes through, that river is going to go right back to where it came from. If we want to change the course of the river, we need to look at the spring. If we just change the course when it's a babbling brook just coming straight out of the spring, we can just completely change the destination of the river. We can completely change the nature of the river. Amen? Amen. Cool. So, Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. I told you it wasn't my idea. This is the Word of God. It's in the Bible. Out of the heart spring forth the issues of life. So instead of trying to wrestle the issues, let's submit our heart. Don't try to change yourself by tackling all your issues one at a time. Your issues flow from the heart, and Jesus wants to do the work there. Jesus wants to do the work. Jesus wants to do the work. You see, we can't do it. We can't actually do it. We might be able to fix one thing at a time, but we'll be forever chasing our tail. Jesus wants to do the work right at the source. It will go well for us if our heart condition is fully for the Lord. The Word tells us that when we get our heart right, we are promised provision, we are promised peace, and we are promised purpose. We are promised provision, peace, and purpose. And I got that. That's not me either. This is from the Word of God, I'm telling you. Proverbs 3, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For the length of days, uh, for length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. I just want to stop there. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. There are two points here. When you you bind something around your neck, it's something that everybody can see. So if we're wearing righteousness as a necklace, if we're wearing that outwardly, then we're going to appear to be living a righteous life. And yes, that's good, but it's not all we need to do. That's simply going to get the praise of men. But it goes on to say, write them on the tablet of your heart. Now, when the Word speaks about heart, it's speaking about the place from where everything of who we are flows. It speaks about our volition or our attitudes, our reactions to things, our, our nature. It speaks about who we define ourselves as. So if we start right there at our heart, and that's where we write, that's where the laws of God are written, then it's not only for all of man to see, but it's for God to see. And what happens is if you're wearing something as a necklace, you can take it off. 
if something's written on your heart, it is your very character. It is your very volition. Everything that you do will flow from there. See, quite often we, we, we bring up scriptures like, Bind, bring every thought captive to Christ, to the obedience of Christ. We, and, and we go, you know, we, we, we're in spiritual warfare and we're, and we're praying that Satan get out of my head. You know, Satan, stop coming at me with all these thoughts. Lord, I did this. I got angry at my wife this morning or, or I, I cut that person off in the car or I, I swore at this person or I did this or the, that and the other thing. Lord, just deal with that issue. Deal with that thing in me. You know, this thing that keeps popping up. Well, I tell you, if we can work on where our heart is, then that will be a natural outflowing. And we won't be sitting there going, I need to stop doing this one thing that I keep finding myself doing. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I just keep doing this one thing. Lord, sort it out. No, the Lord wants to go further upstream. He wants to go right to the wellspring. And He wants to change the very nature of where you flow from. Yes, let's keep reading Scripture. And so, in verse 4 of the same Scripture, and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. It's almost like I just said this before. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. It's not enough for us to just be seen as doing good. It's not enough for you to come here on a Sunday and go, oh, yeah, Pastor Paul, he, he must live a good life. He's a pastor. I've seen him. He, he, he was nice to me once. He's a generous spirit. That's a good Christian right there. But I tell you something about Pastor Paul. He's generous here. He's generous tomorrow. He's generous Tuesday. He's generous with the door closed. He's generous with his time with the Lord. He's generous with his wife. He's generous with those that work around him. And that's just what I see. That's not what God sees. But I can tell you right now, I can tell from the fruit of the, of the walk of this man that he is, his heart, his heart has been circumcised. His heart is a new heart. Yeah? And that's, what I, that's, that's just from the fruit that I see. And there's a scripture for that too. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, there's a scripture that talks about the, the heart reveals a man. Just as, just as the reflection in the water reveals, reveals your face, that your heart reveals a man. And so we can see by the heart of a person we can see by their actions, by the fruit, where their heart lies. Amen? Cool. <laughs> I will get through this scripture. Verse 5, trust in the Lord with just a little bit of your heart. Right? <laughs> trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Say all. All. Say it like you're saying it with all of your body. All of your heart. Trust the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. Purpose. Purpose. He will direct your path if you give your heart all to Him. If you acknowledge Him in all your ways, He will give you purpose. Purpose gives you hope. Amen? Hope will never let you down. That's written in Romans 5. Read it later. That's homework. Ezekiel. 
The good thing about this is that we don't have to go and find ourselves a new heart. We just simply have to receive something that He is giving to us freely. Amen? Thank you, Lord. He's got for us a new heart. And this was prophesied back in Ezekiel, in the Old Testament, about what the Lord really had for His people. You know, He knew, the Lord knew, from the beginning, that it's not something that they would be able to do on their own steam, under their own hearts. He calls them stone hearts. There's no way that our old Reuben can truly walk out the fullness of his calling and the fullness of who he is in Christ. There's, there's no way that I can, I can reach that expectation without accepting a new heart from my Lord. And it says in, in Ezekiel 36, verses 26 to 30, it says, I will give you a new heart, and put a new spirit within you. And we've been learning about that these last few weeks, haven't we? A new spirit within you, the Holy Spirit, the promise of God. When Jesus went back, He sent us the helper. He sent us the spirit. So He's going to give us a new heart. He's going to put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of you, out of your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit, not just any spirit, the spirit of the living God. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. Guess what? You don't have to try and measure up. His spirit will measure you up. His spirit will, will cause you to walk in his statutes. His spirit will create in you a clean heart. Amen? Come on, is that something to be excited about? I'm telling you right now, my old heart, it's not going to do it. But the, the heart from the Lord, the new spirit, the new heart, the heart of flesh, that's what's going to do it. Amen? Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> and you will keep my judgments and you'll do them. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. Then you will enter the promised land. Then we will walk in all of the promises that we read about in the Bible. Then we will be in the place that we are just constantly trying to reach for. Then we will dwell in the promised land. Then, yes, amen, that the land that I gave to your fathers, we're, we're, we're the seed of Abraham. And the Lord promised him that his seed would walk in the promised land, that it would be a land flowing with milk and honey that we would be provided for that we would be loved children of God. And we're walking in that. I'm walking in that. That's who I am. <laughs> yeah. You shall be my people and I will be your God. I will deliver you from all your uncleannesses. I'm pretty sure that's a word. It's in the Bible. I will deliver you from all your uncleannesses. I'll do it. You don't have to go clean yourself up. Jesus did it. Come on. I will call for the grain and multiply it. Provision. Yeah, and bring no famine upon you. Protection. I will multiply the fruit of your trees and the increase of your fields so that you need never again bear the reproach of famine among the nations. Never again. Protection. Provision. Because we're living from a new heart. Come on. We're living from a new heart. In Romans 2, the Apostle Paul talks about this. He talks about, he's talking to um, the, the Jews, the religious Jews that are, that are new in the faith. And they start going, well, some people are circumcised and some aren't. Shouldn't we be circumcising all these people? Isn't that what God wants? 
And Paul, he talks, I think, later on, he talks about the foolishness of trying to reestablish the laws that, that we have been paid, that have been paid for on behalf of us, you know? And, and, and then Paul talks here, he goes, the circumcision, the natural circumcision is just an outward thing. It's the circumcision of the heart that's important. And he says in Romans 2, 28 and 29, for he is not a Jew who is one outwardly. He's saying, just doing, just doing outward things, outward signs of goodness doesn't make you good. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you're, you are the righteousness of God in Christ, just because you might appear to be walking in righteousness. Um, and, and he says, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he, is a, he who is a Jew who is one inwardly. He is a Jew who is one inwardly. He is a Jew who is one inwardly. He is the righteousness of God who has accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, and he has created a new heart in him. And you are a new creation. And out of your new heart flows rivers of living water. Amen. Amen. Yes. And circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit, not in the letter. Holy Spirit does the work, not the law. The law's like a reflection. The law shows you what your problems are. And that's the thing. I think some, I was talking to Pastor Paul this morning, and I think a lot of people can come into church for the first time. I don't know where, who's here for the first time. I'm not going to make you raise your hand at the moment. You already did that. You got your chockey. But, um, <laughs> but I don't know if this is your first time in a church. And I don't know if you're walking in right now and you're starting to think, oh, yeah, I'm, all of these things, all of these issues in my life, are starting to, to pop up and like there's all these things wrong with me, you know? And, and, and the thing is, that's what the law does. The law goes, these are all the things that you do wrong. But Jesus came and he said, yeah, you've done all these wrong things. The thing is, you could never, you could never fulfill the law. But I tell you what, I'm going to pay the price for you. I am going to fulfill the law for you so that you can walk as a new creation in the righteousness of God. It's the whole gospel. Don't go trying to fix the issues law by law with each thing that you're doing wrong. Don't go trying to knock off all those things if you haven't first given your heart in its entirety to the Lord. Because it's Him that creates the new heart. It's Him that does the transformation. The gospel is transformative. It is not a looking glass to see all your flaws. It is a way to be free of them. Freedom. Amen? Amen. Good. So circumcision is, is that of the heart and the spirit, not the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. Again, we see this. You know, are we doing it just to appear good? Or are we loving the Lord our God with all of our heart and allowing Him to create that, do that circumcision within us, allowing Him to create that new heart? You know, in the secret place, are you spending time with the Lord? Are you leaning on Him and not on your own understanding? Just a thought. <laughs> See, if we truly have a new heart, then out of it will naturally flow righteous living. 
Out of it will naturally flow righteous living. I've experienced this with different areas of my life. Had um, you know, I had I, you know, I had issues. Believe it or not. Yeah, I know. You believe it? Thank you, Ian, for your support and encouragement. But I found, and I would try and tackle these issues because I'm a little bit of a control freak, believe it or not. Yeah, it's a shocking morning this morning, all these revelations about me. I was a bit of a control freak. So I'm trying to wrestle this issue down. One of them, one of them was uh, stress about finances, stress about work and provision. And, and I would try and wrestle this thing down. I, d- I couldn't understand. I couldn't even put together a budget. I, the, the only solution to me was to work longer hours, earn more money to try and cover all the, the things that I kept piling up. And I'd sit down and I'd try and do a budget and I'd be pulling my hair out. I'd be on the end of my bed at night with my head in my hands. And, and this was before I was saved and I was, I was married to Harmony and she, was, she knew the answer, but I couldn't receive it. She was like, you just got to trust in the Lord, but I didn't want to hear it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's all very well, you know, yes, uh, thank you, Lord, but I mean, I actually need some money. I've got to go out there and earn it. No one's going to do it if I don't do it. And there I am on the edge of my bed, and I'm just tearing my hair out. And, and then one day, on a particularly difficult day, I just don't go to work. And I'm a, I'm a workaholic, really, I, and, and, and I, just, I just didn't go to work one day. I'd had enough. And my wife's going, what are you, don't you have work? It was a Saturday. Yeah. Are you going? No. Okay, well, our church is going to go do some baptisms today. So you can stay home or you can come with. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll come along. So I go along to the baptisms and I'm sitting there in my camp chair on the beach. My wife's singing and playing, heavily pregnant with Adira. And, uh, and all of her family, all of her family going, why is Reuben not at work, you know? And she's like, I don't know, he's just here. <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm sitting, and I'm sitting there and I'm just, and there's all these people going in and getting baptized and Harmony's playing and all her family's like, and then the next day is Sunday. And I'm on sound because I belong to one of those belong before you believe churches like we are here, you know. And so like, I, I would go up to the pastor and make sure that he knew, hey, I'm not a Christian. I'm never going to be a Christian, but I love what you guys do. And I'm just here honoring my wife. So would you like some chairs packed? I know a bit about sound. Actually, I'm really good at stuff. So, um, you know, use me, you know, like real puffed up. And the pastor goes, oh, that's, yeah, that's great. Do you know sound? Can you do that? Oh, sure, I'll give it a go. So I'm there on sound. And I told my wife that morning, you need to stop praying for me. I'm not going to come to the Lord. I'm just supporting you, you know. And I'm sitting there on, <laughs> on sound desk. And, and then my brother-in-law who's preaching, he says, if any of you wants to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and all of a sudden my, my legs straighten up. And I'm walking. And I'm, what's going on here? And I'm walking down and no one's on sound, and I'm thinking, mics are going to feed back. And I'm walking down, and my wife's heavily pregnant playing guitar, and she's, she's going, is there something wrong with my microphone? Is he coming up to fix my microphone, you know? And my brother-in-law, he, I mean, he asked for it, and he's still looking shocked. <laughs> so I'm walking down, I'm walking down this, and I always said, look, if I ever do come to the Lord, 
I am no way going to be one of these crying, knocking knees, shaky voice. Uh, no, if I come to the Lord, I'm going to make up my mind. I'm going to go, this is the right decision. I have decided I'm going to do this. But no, that was me. <laughs> Walking straight all the way up. To, and my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law still didn't believe it when I got to him and I stopped. And he was, he was sort of making room for me to go past to fix the microphone. And oh, No, you're not going, okay. And he, Bro, did you, did, you, did you want some prayer? And I was like, yeah. Did you want to receive the Lord? Yeah. Anyway, led me through the prayer, which I'm going to give you an opportunity to do later here. Feel free to cry. It's fine. Grown men can cry. And um, that day, the Lord changed something in me. You see, I didn't actually make a decision. I didn't make a decision. I didn't go, I'm going to sort my life out this morning. I was just in a place where I was at the very end of myself. And that's where I found God. And that's where He took me and He made something of me. He took the very best that I could do and He, he did a hundred times better. And the, the very next day, he sent confirmation. He said, I was working with, I'm, I'm not going to run out of time, but I was working with this guy, he was, he was a believer. And I'd known him for months. Never had he spoken to me about the Lord. The very next day I go to work, I'm there and I'm working and I'm like shell-shocked. I'm like, okay, Lord, I've done this. Now you do something, you know, and I'm working away. And this guy, he's, he's got Parkinson's, so he can't walk too well. And he starts walking across and he's making a beeline for me across this construction site. So I'm going, okay, well, he obviously wants to talk to me. I'll meet him halfway. And he goes, hey, Reuben, how's it going? I'm like, oh, yeah, no, good. And he goes, are you religious? And I said, well, I don't know about religious, but um, I just gave my heart to the Lord yesterday. And he goes, oh, fantastic. I love talking about Jesus. And all of a sudden, I'm having this conversation with this guy who I've known for three months, Never really spoken about church or Jesus or anything. And that day the Lord put on his heart, there's a child of mine that's just newly come into the kingdom, newly come back home, and I need him to be encouraged. I need some confirmation for him. So you go. And I'm telling you that you guys here, each one of you are the answer to someone's prayer. Each one of you are an encouragement to somebody. I was so stressed about finance. I was so stressed about budgeting and and all of that. And I'm telling you, this is just one of the many things I could preach for hours on what the Lord has done for me because He's created in me a new heart. And I couldn't go with the flow before, but now the flow just goes with me. And, and, And one of the very first things I asked for, I said, Lord, I need help with this. Lord, I don't even understand finances. And man... I just, I, I got home, I opened up my laptop, I opened up Excel, and I did a budget. It all just like, just came so clear. And I, all of a sudden I had a passion for it. And this is just one thing. And the Lord said, you have tried so long, and you're so good at so many things. You know why? Because I have placed gifts in you. And you've been trying to use them for yourself for so long. He said, they were never for you. I've placed some amazing things in each and every one of you. They're not for you. 
out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. Why? So that it can bless everyone else around you. So that, as Paul said, we're planet shakers. As you know, so we can make a difference. Pathway, step four, make a difference today up at the up at the theater bar. Make a difference as part of a body. We all need each other. We're all gifted in certain ways. I've got way off my notes, but praise God. Jesus has promised us a new heart. Jesus has promised us a Holy Spirit. Why? So that we can impact this world for His kingdom. So that we can take ground for His kingdom. So that we can plunder hell and populate heaven. We can only do it. We can only do it with eternal effect if there's been a new heart created within us. And I want to give you that opportunity right now. The psalmist said, Create in me, O Lord, a clean heart. Pastor Paul spoke to us and Ian spoke to us. If we would just seek, if we would just want it, if we would just desire it, He'd give it to us. You see, He's right here in this place. He's right here in this place and He is knocking on the door of your heart right now. And He's saying, I want to give you a new heart. I want, I want to give you a new life. I want to give you a new nature. I want to give you a new volition. I want to see your gift grow and flourish. I want you to make an impact. I don't want to just fix up all your issues. Yes, that'll happen. But there's much more. There's much more for you. There is so much more for you than just fixing a broken vessel. Ian shared a great story about the oil that just kept getting poured into empty vessels, kept getting poured and kept getting poured. And the only time it stopped is when there were no more empty vessels. Are there some empty vessels here that the Spirit can pour into this morning? It's a very simple thing to do, to receive the gift of righteousness, the gift of salvation from Jesus says in Romans that you just have to confess with your mouth that he's Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you'll be saved. You'll be saved. This isn't just about being saved from hell and going to heaven. That's fantastic. Can't wait to see you guys there one day. But this is about transforming who you are. This is about transforming you into who you were always meant to be. This is so important. So I'd like to ask with every head bowed and with every eye closed, if something I've spoken has resonated with you this morning and you are seeking a new heart this morning, I want you to be real bold right now because I would be so honored to pray with you, to lead you in this prayer, to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So if that is you, I want you to be real bold right now and I want you to raise your hand raise your hallelujah hallelujah praise god hallelujah praise god awesome 
Come on, there's still time. This is so important. Raise your hand. This is the transforming of your life. If I don't see you, wave your hand at me. Come on. The Lord is saying, I've got a new heart for you. I've got a new path for you. Now, if you have known the Lord, if you have walked with Him and you feel like you've never really had that new heart experience, you've, you've, you've received the righteousness, but then you've walked away from it. I'm telling you right now, God has never walked away from you. Never, ever will He leave you nor forsake you. So if that's you this morning, if you feel like you've created distance between you and God, come home. It's okay. You can come home. Lift your hand high and I'll pray with you too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Awesome. Thank you. Lift your hand high. That's awesome. For those of you that have made that commitment right now, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And, and I'd love if the congregation can pray along with us. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me even when I've ignored you. I realize now I need you in my life. And I'm sorry for my separation from you, for my selfishness. I ask you to forgive me. Thank you for dying and rising again for me. Please come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. I thank you. Amen. 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 Why don't we give the Lord a big hand clap this morning? Come on.